0: With this additional flick pick. This past weekend, I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny at Celebration Cinema in Benton Harbor. I don't really need to tell you what this movie is. It is, of course, the new Indiana Jones film starring Harrison Ford as the beloved character. And right away, before I go any further, I will tell you I thought this movie was pretty decent. This movie takes place in the 1960s and in it, university professor Indiana Jones is drafted out of retirement to go on one last adventure. This time he has to find the pieces of a dial that could be used to travel through time. Indy has to get this dial or a Nazi war criminal will get it and you can just imagine what a Nazi in possession of a time travel device would do. Yeah that's right, this Nazi played by Mads Mikkelsen is going to use the dial of destiny to travel back to World War II and change things up so the Nazis win the war. So, Indiana. Jones Jones has to stop him. Now, the glaring thing about this movie is the fact that Harrison Ford is 80 years old now and he's playing Indiana Jones in a new action flick, but I have to tell you, it really didn't distract me all that much in this movie. I've done some rough math, and yes, I could be completely off, but by my calculations, the character of Indiana Jones in this movie is supposed to be in his 60s, not his 80s. So it's somewhat less of a problem to see this guy engaging in some of the stunts he's engaging in, and the movie does not shy away from the fact that Indiana Jones is now old it gets mentioned several times in these and a lot of pain in several of these scenes and so I thought they handled that well but the other big question Is this movie better than Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? And my answer to that is, why yes. Yes, it is better than Crystal Skull. I would still say that this movie is not as good as the first three Indiana Jones films, but it still is a pretty good movie, and I can't hold the fact that it's not one of the original trilogy pictures against it. No, this movie doesn't capture some of the excitement and magic those first three films had, but that's to be expected. There's no way they could have just replicated what those first three movies did, and what they do pull off here is decent. I found it serviceable. On the whole, I enjoyed sitting through this. I was really glad to have Harrison Ford back in this iconic role. He must love to play it to come back one more time like this, and he's just as great as ever. Now, of course, he's not like the suave type of Indiana Jones that he was back in the original pictures, and this he's more grizzled and old, but it was great to have him back. Also, as you can imagine, Mads Mikkelsen was perfect as the villain here. I mean, this role was like tailor-made for him. He's this sinister, cold Nazi who just doesn't stop. I think it's fitting that they once again made Indiana's enemy. Enemies in this movie Nazis they're the old standard Indiana Jones enemy and why not the first three pictures took place during the Nazi era so let's bring them back one more time I want to see Indiana Jones punch some Nazis okay and here he does the action scenes are all helmed quite well by director James Mangold we've got car chases we've got a fight on top of a train we've got a fight underwater and the movie does once again take Indiana Jones across the world I will tell you, though, my biggest complaint about this is that it sort of lacks the sense of scale that other Indiana Jones movies have. I mean, if you think back to something like Temple of Doom or Last Crusade, there would be these big set pieces in which Indiana Jones would be in this sort of temple with this majestic, huge set, and he'd be solving puzzles and riddles as he makes his way through this thing. Like, I just re-watched Last Crusade the other day, and I thought the best sequence in the movie was at the end when Indiana is solving these puzzles to reach the Holy Grail. There's a very real sense of adventure in that movie as we watch Indy think on his feet and also I was reflecting on Temple of Doom where we've got that crazy temple with lava down at the bottom and a dude getting his still beating heart ripped out just to look at the set for that scene is amazing you wonder how Spielberg pulled it off back in the 80s and the answer was he had to really get sets like that I mean those first three movies all had practical effects and so they would go all out with the most amazing stunts and the biggest sets possible and this movie is sort of lacking in that department there's one scene where Indiana solves a couple of of minor puzzles down in this crypt, but that scene in this movie lacks the care and time that we saw in some of the other Indiana Jones movies. I mean, what we've got here ticks all the boxes. There's plenty of action scenes and all that, but I do miss the sort of Indiana Jones discovery element that we had in some of the previous pictures. Nevertheless, in spite of the fact that this isn't quite like the first three movies, like I said, you can't dismiss it just for that reason. It was entertaining to sit through. Dial of Destiny has a committed cast, it has great action, it has a pretty good premise, and it has a fantastic score from John Williams. At the end of the movie, they sort of give us a little scene that tugged at my heartstrings, sending this character off for good, I think, at least as played by Harrison Ford. And I would tell anyone who's shying away from this picture because of Crystal Skull not to worry. This is better than Crystal Skull, and it's actually pretty good. I say go check out Harrison Ford one last time as this character, and I give Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny a 3.5 out of 5 for this edition of FlickPick.